Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse. What's the haps, Joseph? Today, we've got a lovely little From the Hopper episode for our listeners. Yep. We're diving back into the archives to some of our favorites and uh, going to share, yeah. some, gonna share, share some oldies with you. Some old beans. Some old yeah. beans. They're not stale, though. That's why we're bringing them forward. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have any stale beans around here. Yeah. Episode 18. That's right. What was that like 22 years ago? Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something like that. Was that was when we used to write these episodes out and, and copy them and send them out via USPS mail, right? Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a special uh, telegram version right. of the show. You used to spend hours, dots and dashes, just getting the whole thing out That's there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Episode 18 was a long time ago. Episode 18, Grind Fresh. Uh, so this is the episode where we did a big old grind uh, time experiment. That's right. So the the original thought was, oh, let's compare like pre-ground coffee with fresh ground coffee. An and, obvious thing, right? We just wanted to prove it. Right. Like, well, we knew that we knew at the time that fresh ground coffee was quote unquote better, but we wanted to, I think, articulate why and how well, and what the, that experience and what's is the line, like. Right. And this was just yeah. basic drip grind right we didn't do anything fancy like super fine or no no i mean i think i think we probably brewed on a chemex because that's what we do around here but we might have even done it on like an auto drip machine or something like that i don't remember maybe we should listen to this episode yeah (laughs) you're fast forward a little bit why do we want to hear what we're saying Um, Uh, i believe the point is yeah the point is we like it didn't matter what we were brewing with because like the freshness of the coffee is like uh, very apparent regardless of how you're brewing uh, but we wanted to articulate what that meant. and But we also decided, okay, well, instead of just looking at pre-ground and fresh, let's look at pre-grounded from different time periods and see what that's like as well. Right. Like a lot of people pre-ground their coffee the morning or night before. So right. they don't have to wake up all their roommates and pets. Mm-hmm. At- yeah. I mean, and that's like a reasonable thing to do. But also, mm-hmm. what are you missing out on the coffee by doing that? Right. Me- or and, cafes. I mean, yeah. we, we have that all the time. Cafes want pre-ground coffee. Exactly. Or offices mostly uh so that was really fun we did a number of different uh grind times before the brew uh, all from the same batch uh, so i remember when we did this we isolated a batch right and then you started grinding like three days before the show yeah we had a longer one out didn't we uh it might have been a week even yeah well we had Pretty i don't know six or seven different uh grind times on that but the thing that, that stood out to me in doing this experiment, which I wasn't like expecting this at all, I was definitely expecting the fresh grind to be tastier. And this, I think, is where I started developing the perspective of, I, I talk about it in terms of vibrancy, mm-hmm. because we can see that the like week-old ground coffee still tasted delicious. Right. It was just not remotely as vibrant as the fresh ground coffee. Right, because certain things are right. you know, rusting away and exactly. oxidizing, getting out of there. But what stood out to me is when we started looking at the <laughs> coffee's ground from like 15 minutes prior right, uh, to the brew, it started getting really bad. To me, anyways. Right. Like I just remember this like nasty sort of like some bitterness coming out, some acridness that just wasn't in any of the fresh or the, like it got better after a day. Right. Which is a really interesting, odd perspective. I want to go back and I want to think about this more. Yeah. I think we should maybe do a follow-up part of an episode or something like that on the different grinding. It'd be fun to grind some for like a week out, two weeks out and see. Yeah. Um, I bet there's something having to do with just you're releasing so much gas mm-hmm. while you're grinding and that volatility that then 
Well, it stands to reason, I think we talk about this on the show, even the episode that we're about to play for you, is that when you're like the, the coffee is losing compounds like gases, aromatics, as it ages, when you grind, of course, it accelerates that because you have more surface area, more of that stuff can escape. Right. There's probably some things that get, escape really quickly. And it's like other experiences where we've like removed elements from coffee and you discover like weird taste combinations that right. don't make any sense. Uh, and maybe there's like a time period. There might there. be a window where like the tasty things disappear, and so you're left with some of the acrid things, and yeah. then those eventually disappear. Then, those disappear. So then you're just left with the tasty things again, cool but subtle, you know, yeah. Uh, old beans from the hopper. Old beans. <laughs> old beans. <laughs> old beans. Anyways, we're gonna uh, dive into the episode, so please enjoy. Uh, welcome to the show, folks. Um, working on some new formats because I'm tired of saying my name every single episode. So I'm gonna have a recording made to say it. I thought you were doing that to remind us. To remind who? The folks here on the other side of the microphone. To remind you guys what your name who is. Who we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, what have you been drafted? That might be the case. Um, so yeah, despite all the uh, ideas <laughs> of planning every single episode, sometimes things still get uh, thrown together because stuff doesn't fit. Right. I mean, a New Year's resolution, you don't stay, you know, I mean, it takes a while, right? That's it takes true. a while to achieve that resolution. That's fair. If it was as easy as doing it, then <laughs> it would have been done already. That's true. That's true. Um, well, we we actually have some plans to get some really cool people on the show, uh, which we have had in the past. Uh, one of the challenges um, is, uh, we're, you know, we bring people on to interview. We need a good internet connection, <laughs> which we haven't always had available during the show. So um, usually we just sit and chat and record. But anyways, we got some good stuff coming in the future. Uh, today it's just uh, me and Jesse. John is cleaning the dishes. John's doing dishes. That's right. Yep. Um, and today we had some fun. Uh, we did a little grind time coffee cupping test. Right. Um, Does grind matter? When you grind it. When you grind. Um, yeah, so we, I mean, it, everyone... It, I mean, I say everyone in the coffee industry would say, you know, grind the coffee as, yeah, as close to when you brew it as possible. You know, it needs to be fresh. Always. Yada, yada. Always. Um, so that's not that we were taking any contention with that notion, um, but it's always interesting to, to look a little more closely and see exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. Why is it better? What is the difference between grinding a minute before you brew versus an hour or 10 hours or a week. a week or whatever. Right. Um, and we've done tests in the past. We did the storage test. Right. Where we had hypotheses beforehand. And they were completely, well, they were mostly wrong. <laughs> there were some surprising outcomes, for sure. There were some sure. surprising outcomes. There was, there were, yeah. Um, certainly. I think what, we, what I've found in both these tests mm. and is that we can be generally right, but that as far as like how bad it's going to turn out for the like the coffee that was ground a week ago or you know mm -hmm. the, the coffee that was stored in the freezer um it's been really surprising that it's actually not as bad as i thought it would be yeah you know and especially with today's test like it, there was i mean there's some noticeable differences but there it wasn't striking where one cup was like twice as good or way way better than the other ones right um, i don't think uh the phrase good or best was ever really necessarily uh, applicable i think there was there were certainly preferences, right. and there were certainly 
um, noticeable differences among some of them. Uh, so just to give the outline, we had one coffee from one batch that was roasted on the 5th of this month? Yeah, last Monday. Uh, last Monday. So we started on Today's Tuesday. We took a bag of that, pound and a half or something. Right. Uh, we ground once on Tuesday, so on the 6th. Yeah, we ground 100 grams every time. 100 grams every uh, time. Same grind setting. Um, mm-hmm. We ground on Tuesday last week, mm-hmm. a week ago. Then we ground on Friday, a few days ago. Ground yesterday, Monday. And then we ground some this morning. And then we ground just before the cupping today. Right. So five five samples. Uh, what I love about these tests is that they're not really, they're not official, but they're very much just kind of how ordinary people would figure this out. And it's, you know, it's applicable to what ordinary experiences would right. be. Right. Not necessarily scientific, as you might say. <laughs> right. I mean, but, that's it. Uh, yeah. What I, what I found was really interesting and it just solidifies a lot of my perspective on coffee roasting is that um, there's so many variables that come from just the brewing cup to cup mm-hmm. to cup and, and, you know, depending on how you're tasting it. Uh, yeah. So the hypothesis going into it? Yes. The Well, at least mine was, um, and I think what most people would agree, uh, the, the ground right before brewing going to be... I don't know, super fresh, the best, quote unquote, whatever. I'm not exactly sure what that would be, but have the most freshest flavors. Right. I keep using the word fresh, but... It's it's the aromatic compounds. You know, a lot of those, I mean, they haven't dissolved yet. They haven't been airborne. They haven't... Mm -hmm. um, I guess what we should say also is that all these coffee samples were ground and then put into basically an airtight, dark bag so that they weren't actually exposed to moving air to fully, you know, start that... And no light either. No light. So, uh, going by our... The, the revelation from our stories test was light is the most damaging component. Um, so no light on these. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think, so the, the hypothesis going to it, you know, right before you brew, freshest brown, freshest, right. freshest, and then um, it would dip off dramatically after that and just keep going down. Right. Um, and for the most part, it kind of followed that, but there were certainly... When it came when it came down to te- uh, to tasting and discussing before we discovered which ones there were, we yeah. certainly had some interesting results. Right. So, and I was going to say which is which was your favorite if you remember the the ones on the table. Well, once I so I had one that was that was my particular favorite, uh-huh. um, and then but a couple of them stood out. Right. And I think retrospective after the discussion and then the reveal. We realized that all of us were kind of saying the same thing, even though we sort of used different words yeah. about um, about those coffees. But um, yeah, I was a little surprised mm. at the outcome. I mean, my my initial hypothesis to expand on what you were saying also was that you know a lot of the lighter, fruitier notes, a little bit more the edge. Uh, this Guatemalan coffee has a lot of good body, but it also has some vibrant lemongrass flavor to it as well. And I would I would anticipate that those brighter more sharp notes would actually like they would disappear mm-hmm. by the, by the old, you know, with the older roast dates or grind dates. Um, and then the more of the body and the chocolate and stuff like that would come out, uh, or would yeah. be more relevant. So your the, prior experience with the Guatemala certainly influenced some of your, as far as we, yeah, cause I know that coffee yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Um, which is also kind of why some of the results were ex- exciting to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's interesting because we always grind our coffee fresh. I never make coffee here. Like I haven't, I haven't made a cup of coffee with pre-ground coffee in, I don't know, 
a long time. Yeah. Aside from the backcountry, you know, where you grind <laughs> it before a few days. But even that's not even a week out because mm-hmm. I don't get a week off. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think I think it's uh, I would say it's probably common to that most people would probably grind their their beans a, a week or so in advance. I guess so. And you go I'm, to the store, you get a bag. See you grind it. Or you get a ground there. Well, that's what's interesting, too. And I think about this with a lot of our subscribers that we have for our coffee subscriptions that, you know, a fair amount of them we actually grind for them ahead of time. And I'm, we're always kind of cringing. You're like, oh, man, you know, that's going to be terrible. Or, you know, it's already ground. It takes four days to get there. And then they're enjoying it for a couple of weeks. You know, how, how long does that last? Um, you know, so this was, this was interesting to kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at the oldest ones, actually, since we're, we're on the subject, just looking at my notes, uh, they were not my least favorite. They were actually uh, pretty good. The third, fourth, and fifth I had grouped as um, the overall comment I made was just kind of weaker, I guess. This is compared to, um, so there are five groups on the table, right. so the five different grinds. The three oldest um, I had grouped and said muted or weak a little bit, but they still had kind of a sweet, smooth flavor. Like, they weren't bad. They were actually right. good. But compared to the quote-unquote fresh, right. there's a vast difference. I but, agree. yeah, the interesting thing is it's still good. Right. I mean, and, and it's it's nice because this coffee is pretty outstanding on its own. But, I, I mean, those ones definitely, they were more muted. And there's just, it as the coffee changed, it just seemed like it wasn't, um, just wasn't exciting, as exciting as... Some of the other ones on the table, just True. like you said, it wasn't as vibrant. Like mm-hmm. there just wasn't as much going on. So, but it's it's cool to know that. I mean, you do you certainly do lose something. It's clear you lose something by grinding early, right? Uh, even even by uh, we had we had two that were ground today. One right before uh, brewing, right. and one six hours or About so six, in advance. Yeah. Um, and even then, there's a. Those are actually, I think, the those two we had marked before knowing what they were as having the most distinctive flavors but being the most different they were different and that's kind of where that that superstition comes in that i always say you know that i mean they stood out as the most different but they didn't necessarily rank as the as when we ranked them mm-hmm. in our at least i did as you know freshest to oldest right no. um, um so, i mean my 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 are we starting to the reveal can we move into that or yeah sure I mean, what I thought, and I was really surprised, is the one I thought was the oldest, actually, turned out to be the freshest, and it was more of just my vocabulary and the way I approached the cupping. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do it again with more of a frame set that you used, and mm-hmm. kind of a different idea of to think, different well, way I, to think about I guess the coffees. that probably um, brings in your... I was trying to predict it more, rather than yeah. just make observations, I guess. And your experience um, with the Guatemala. Right. And leads into just that. being a know-it-all, I assumed I knew better, <laughs> and I didn't. Um but in all of our discussions, it certainly stood out as the coffee that stood out the most. It was like, nope, that's the oldest. And it just, it's not really that it was the oldest. It just had the most body. Mm. And so because of my preconceived notions that it would be the more body, more chocolate flavors coming out with a previously ground coffee mm. versus the other one that was really super bright and, and vibrant. Um, but they, they were both the freshest coffees. It's interesting because, uh, so the... My reactions were the the one I thought was the freshest uh, ended up being the freshest. And to explain my reasoning for that as I was tasting it, uh, first of all, the the aroma was the the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had a real like fresh ground aroma to me. 
that the others just lacked. Right. The others just didn't have this sort of fullness to the aroma. Uh, secondly, the flavor on the one that was fresh ground had um, had a roastiness to it that I didn't get in the other ones. Not like not like bad roasty, but just like this tastes like like fresh roasted coffee. Right. That the others didn't have. Uh, the one I thought that was oldest was the second ground one, but that's because it had. Uh, I'm continuing my streak every week of discovering right. cups on the table that have odd negative flavor components that no one else seems to pick up on. Yeah. And I don't know what that's about. We've actually stopped inviting you to some of these. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like every week <laughs> there's something. Stop being negative, Joseph. But it is interesting. Um, because, and that's what's cool is that they were actually, I mean, it's all the same batch of coffee. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, their ground is, uh, it's interesting to me that there'd be such a difference in those flavors. Yeah. I mean, they're both very vibrant, but they're also, they weren't necessarily, they didn't, they had different edges of the Guatemalan coffee. Yeah. And and that's that variability. I mean, so the other ones were all ground ahead. We had them in a bag and we Mm -hmm. poured them into the bowl at a specific weight. And then, you know, the freshest, you know, it was slightly different because we just ground it. We weighed it and ground it like a regular cupping. Um. Did it have a different quantity of grounds in the cup then? Was there some no. regularity? No. I mean, it shouldn't be a significant okay. portion. I mean, it's less than what the scale would register. But, hmm. yes, I mean, there would be, you know, one or two percent. Gotcha. John John would like to contribute nothing to the show. What's up, John? No, but he has a question. Yeah. Uh, that's the tabletop. Have to grind it. Yeah. It's going to be good. We're giving one of our counts some really beautiful... Ethiopian tabletop coffee. Yeah. Go ahead and grind, John. And it's going to be pre-ground. <laughs> this is this is the dilemma that we always face because yeah. we don't want to grind it. This is one of our favorite accounts, but so we, I mean, we know we're that grinding ahead. We know that it'll lose some initial freshness, right? Uh, but there'll be some <laughs> really me. good flavor still there, right? And that's, so I think that's the biggest conclusion here after our discussion is sort of visualizing how that that curve goes of freshness mm. that. There is something very, very fresh about, obviously, the, the immediate grind. It's also not just freshness, but particular flavors as well. The vibrancy that comes from, I guess, fresh is a, such a vague That's word true. to use. It's yeah. not a good word to use. Um, um, this is. It is applicable, though. It fits. Can we do hashtag freshness? Would that be more descriptive? Hashtag freshness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make there is something that's kind freshness. of more vibrant about the flavors. There's definitely they both, they, they all... I mean, the freshest ones, the freshest, most recent yeah. ground ones, I guess, would be a better word. The but most recently ground ones had a vibrancy to it that were true. Well, looking at the notes from the from the tasting today, one of my um, so a couple notes here. They they were pretty aligned. These are the ended up being the fourth and fifth, sweet and smooth, uh, if a little weak. Yeah. So sweet and smooth, still good. There's still flavors in there. I didn't attempt to discern flavors in this. I was just trying to go for overall right. reaction. But now I'm sitting here wondering, because, um, so, to visit again. So, fourth and fifth, sweet and smooth. Number one, big chocolatey yeah. goodness. Like, just boom. And mm-hmm. I kept going back, tasting that, being like, mm, that's good. Obviously, I didn't have that, necessarily that reactions with the other one. But that sort of chocolatey boom was missing. Right. Now, I'm curious with the tabletop, what's, what's the component that you get up front that's missing. Well, right. And so tabletop? much of the tabletop, 
and all of our experience with it is that the grounds smell amazing when you're mm-hmm. making espresso and you smell that that portafilter mm-hmm. with the fresh grounds. It's just it, it's super berry and just rich and lovely, um, you know. But when you actually drink it, if you if you're blending it or if you're drinking it as an espresso or something, it's what you smell is the berry, but what you taste is is a different flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still gonna stick by my original prediction that you know the vibrancy of those fruits mm-hmm. and things like that are the most fragile you know the aromatic compounds then that that we're smelling as we drink the mm-hmm. coffee That's we're not tasting them and so those will dissolve the to me those would those would dissipate the quickest and so something like a fruity ethiopian will lose some of that but then that really lovely rich body that it has will still be there hmm. uh, you know they're I'm also it's really also going to be for a press pot grind and you know, that, which is a coarser grind than yeah. our cupping grind, and so that would be another way to experience this experiment with this would be, you know, the difference between a, a real fine cupping grind versus uh, a press pot grind. So, um, I, I guess what I'm what I'm interested in because I one of the comments on there on the tasting today had to do with um, citrus flavors. I can't remember if the citrus was lost in the older ones. Or if it, I tasted the well. That was Sean or Sean Lieb, coffee smith, yeah. Lieb maestro, um, that was commenting on kind of the grapefruited. That's right. Of that was in the of, one that ended up being the second. The right. one ground earlier today. Yeah, yeah. Sample number five, Sample which number was five, the one ground was, a few hours earlier. Yeah. And again, you know, it wasn't on the most recent ground mm-hmm. one. Right. That that's Which that's is fascinating. Sort of puzzling to me, and I think that that's that's just variability in the grind, and I think it lends itself to just hmm. more cupping bowls, you know, and being a little bit more thorough with the weighing and and gotcha. and readdressing this. I think. So we got to take another look at it, basically. I am excited to do this, but I think we're. I think okay. there's more to expand on this. I would like to try different coffees too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, you know, I'm really interested in what happens to the tabletop in this. Well, right. Let's say we take a, a medium roasted Brazil, you know, and then you take a. a uh, light roasted the tabletop the Ethiopian does mm-hmm. um, natural versus washed is there something different with that um, you know are but I think the eight, I think the darkness of the roast and the fineness of the grind will make a huge difference mm-hmm. as far as this this goes well I, we can certainly draw some some broad conclusions so looking at kind of a graph where you know it's it's most fresh most freshest right right when you grind right before you brew and then there's a there's a bit of a drop off. And uh, I mean, I think we can say that the the grounds are, you know, off gassing mm-hmm. elements, uh, but they weren't done at that six hour mark. So they lost some things, but that that cleared the way for other flavors, this grapefruit or whatever, to come through. Perhaps yeah. sort of tan tannic is that the right word? Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what the negative element was, and maybe maybe it was kind of that. Um, Maybe it was kind of the the sour edge of grapefruit, but without the sweetness. Yeah, I mean that could be. The, I mean it's like a like a grapefruit grapefruit rind. Rind, or like that, if I bit into a rind of a or that the white yeah pulp on the inside of the rind could um, be. I taste that. I like grapefruit though. <laughs> you do? I love grapefruit. Hmm. So that's weird. Anyways, that's on, that's another. And part. what's fascinating to me is, and I've always thought this about most Guatemalans that we have, and my one of my first very beautiful experiences with coffee was in Guatemala and there's a lot of grapefruits that we were eating while we were there. And I've always tasted grapefruit. I always vividly remember the Guatemalan grapefruits and tasting that 
terroir of, of the grapefruit and then finding it later on in coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've often associated grapefruit with Guatemalan coffees and not very much with other coffees at all. Um, oh, I'm making a note of that. So it's like I, I'm, I guess I'm flattered when people say grapefruit. I, I now want to go around and taste other Guatemalas. Grapefruit. Um, so, okay, so going back to the graph, so we got the one is the freshest going steep down to two, uh, where there's, so there's a big difference between the, the freshest one and the second freshest one. And then there was another, um, there's, there's a pretty noticeable difference between two and three. So the I thought that was, one, and I nailed that one on guessing the age of it. I mean, right. it just tasted, well, I think, um, it tasted like things were turning on it, you know, and that was 24 hours mm-hmm. or, uh, excuse me, 30 hours before the freshest grind. 24 from the second precious. So what I what I picked up in the notes I made, well, um, the the three the three four and five. So that was uh, a day, three days, and seven days, or something right. like that, before today. So there there were s- noticeable similarities, but still some fall off. So right. I think it kind of plateaus after a day or so. It seemed like yeah, and I I guess I saw a little bit more similarity between between the six hour out and the 30 hour out hmm. grind than I did between the 30 hour and the other ones. Okay. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. You know, it was three days before that one, um, Friday to Monday. What was my note? I didn't make too many tasting notes on that cause they were pretty similar to the three and four. I made a, I made a note of odd aroma, um, but I couldn't put a, hmm. couldn't put a touch on that, but maybe that's just lingering elements because it was, Still going through the process of off gas. Right. Oop. Pause. How rude of me. You know, cell phones. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fascinating discoveries. Um, well, it's cool because I, it's, it, was, it was clear that, especially after we discussed and went back and tasted it when we knew, I, it, was, it was much more obvious to me that the older ones, the, the three and seven day out were those for sure. There's another um, element that comes from this that I think we maybe should consider. So we roasted, you, you roasted this batch the day before the first grind. Um, I'm wondering if, A, I'm wondering if we should wait a few days before right. the first grind. B, I, this might not be applicable to a lot of situations. Like if you're going to the store and you're buying a bag of coffee in the store uh, that was roasted one right. month ago, That's three months ago, four months ago, you've and already lost a lot. Exactly. So it seems like, okay, if it's a month old, uh-huh. you know, and what we found from our other tests, like a month old. And then if you ground that, like a month out of grinding mm. versus freshly ground month old whole bean, would there be that much of a difference? Yeah, I mean that's another that's another look we can do. Um, another podcast idea, little chapters of in in coffee results. lovers test kitchen. I think like for the next six months we should just do this conversation <laughs> with different this conversation coffees. with different coffees. Yeah, um, stay well, tuned. <laughs> we 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 could certainly revisit the 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 storage thing because. So the storage test we did, um, I'll put a link to that in, in the show notes, which are always extremely brief. <laughs> it's usually just, this is the show, these are the hosts. I don't know, I don't 
put together comprehensive show notes. But so this, the, the article on the storage was in an issue of Coffee Lovers Magazine. Uh, we also put it online uh, eventually, um, like several months after publishing it. Uh, <laughs> much to my laziness but uh, so I'll put a link to there you can check it out but for that test we stored the coffee for only a month right because uh, the the notion there that we stuck onto is that um, after a month the coffee is degraded to the point where I mean we certainly know that there's a noticeable difference between coffee a month old or more right. and coffee that's relatively fresh although there are some coffees that perhaps get better. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, it never ends. Um, some properly roasted Italian roast coffees seem to improve with a certain level of time. But those Italians, there's so much analysis. to learn about Italian process. They spend <laughs> a lot more time at it than most people here. Um, what was I getting at there? So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to revisit the storage um, to take a closer look at at this, uh, not not to not to question or look at the supposition that what is freshest, but what happens to certain coffees, right? Uh, over twenty four, forty eight, seventy two hours from being ground, sort of thing. We should get um, experts on this show. That are we not experts? <laughs> we are. We just don't have lab goats. Uh, oh, I should get some coffee yes. lovers touch kits. Okay, hold on. I'm yeah. making a note, folks. Those will be perfect for the podcast. Pause the show. Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the radio show. We're going to get lab coats. You won't know it. Maybe we're wearing them now. We'll be smarter. <laughs> lab coats. I could get a fake. Oh, you have actual glasses. I could get some fake glasses. Yeah. I think they look like a roaster. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that'll be exciting future episodes yeah it's sort of like that Mythbusters. i would love it if people kind of wrote in or commented somehow on other tests or other areas that they're curious about because yeah if there's something that you're like everyone says to do this but i don't know why right um let us know we'll put it to the test we'll figure out yeah even if even if you know a lot of these i think people consider obvious but there's still a lot to learn obviously right um so that's fun to do exactly cool um, see you next week. Chowder. Chowder. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows, click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show, The, the Third, Third Crack! Crack!